0: This is an idea I've had for a long time. The thought came to my mind during the BP oil spill, like three, four years ago, because I saw a thing on TV that during that period, it was like winter time, and they did a small little story on CNN. There was this TV ecologist, like a guy who comes on Jay Leno and takes care of animals, and he also is a real nature guy. Uh, but apparently that winter, it was just a really cold winter in Florida and like, I don't remember if it was seals or sea lions or something, they were all going to freeze to death. So he, he went out onto like the ocean somewhere and he was like gathering up all of these sea lions or seals or something to save them from being frozen to death. I thought that was an interesting polar opposite thing of, like, the worst of humanity and the best of humanity at the same time. Just the
1: individuals trying to clean up that problem caused by millions of people.
0: Well, the sea lion thing it, it had no relation to the oil spill. Other, other It was the weather that was going to kill them. It wasn't the oil. It was a different part of – it was – Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it sounded – was it Jack Hanna? It might have been, Yeah. I
1: remember
0: he was like the Steve Irwin from before Steve Irwin. Yeah. But anyway, I think that humanity can become – over time can become more like Jack Hanna and less like the BP oil spill. Like I I think we we can make the transition to being more of a positive force for the environment and for animals and everything than a negative force and – I don't think we should beat ourselves up too much about the bad shit we've done. I think we should focus on our potential. And I I think not only do we have the potential to fix, like, global warming and, like, the bad shit we've done, I think we're we're probably, because we haven't found, like, intelligent aliens, not only can we fix what we've done bad, we can be by far, the, the best thing that's ever happened to the universe. Um, and so, basically, a, a lot of environmentalism I fundamentally disagree with because it seems to be based on just hatred of humanity and, like, the environment would have been perfect if it weren't for humans. Like, there's this perfect state of nature baseline, and humans came along and shit on it. I don't agree with that.
1: There's no equilibrium. Everything is always trying to kill each other.
0: Exactly. And uh, I, I was going to Google this, but I was too lazy. Like there were whole periods, like before the dinosaurs, where like nature was starting to grow, and all of the oceans got covered with like some sort of bacteria or fungus or something and it released so much oxygen into the air and there were no big animals to consume the oxygen. They ate up all the CO2 like plants do, released only oxygen and like froze the earth solid in like a complete snowball. You might know you're a teacher, Brent. I don't know what subject you teach. But this is true, right? Like, there were a couple cycles of, like, not just an ice age, but total snowball Earth.
1: I don't know of what you're describing happening when everything was microbes. There have been many ice ages.
0: But anyway, so so the Earth is always in flux, and there's other species other than humans that can destroy the environment. And it's like, do we want to just constantly punch ourselves in the face and just be angry at ourselves i mean we evolved from predator species and we haven't yet transitioned to this peaceful techno passive yet but we might so i don't think we should constantly beat ourselves up for the rest of eternity for just not doing it faster i mean
1: no it won't be that long
0: anyways so my view and my idea I don't think we should be trying to bring the environment back to how it was before humans. I think what we should do is try to use our technology in all sorts of ways to sort of minimize suffering of life all around the universe. This is my idea. It was originally based on like a sci-fi movie idea that I had. I call it moral selection. And somebody must have thought of this. There must be groups of philosophy on this because it's, it's sort of obvious. But like evolution and Darwinism is called natural selection. So moral selection would be choosing what lives and dies based on minimizing suffering. So it would involve all sorts of uh, like there's some weird things in nature. Like I saw in Joe Rogan, some hunter guy, he was talking about coyotes and he said that coyotes have a something in their DNA where if their population gets too low, they become more fertile. And then when the population gets too high, they become less fertile. So they don't have – first of all, they're hard for like – they're hard to kill all of them because they're annoyances to farmers and stuff and they want to kill them all. But it's, it's almost impossible to kill all of them because if you just start killing them – They just become more fertile, and they just start having more babies. But then they also don't overpopulate enough to, like, cause starvation and stuff. So things like that, we figure out how that works. We translate that from coyotes to other species, and we figure out, like, human beings are capable of orgasm. Some species aren't, and there's probably other forms of pleasure and love of art and all sorts of things that like it doesn't make sense to, to make a microbe have a love of art because it doesn't have even close to the brain capacity. But within like the type of organism, you can give it traits to maximize its happiness and pleasure without like creating an unstable environment that'll just collapse if humans die.
1: Sounds like a lot of work.
0: Well, to me, that's a good thing because there's some, some discussion on, like, what's the meaning of life? Like, I don't believe in religion, so I don't see – I don't believe in the religious meaning of life. Some people see, like, raising kids as, like, the meaning of life, just continuing humanity or, like, Elon Musk, like, spreading around the universe. But again, why – what's the purpose of he- – Like your cars. Yeah, what's the purpose of spreading around the universe in and of itself? It still doesn't really answer the question. But if if you want something I say we just choose this as a go, as a meaning of life. We just pick it because it's the best option.
2: I would agree with you, Tom. I think I follow the point you're trying to make and that is that really when you talk about what a lot of environmentalism as it's sort of packaged comes down to being is, you know, longing for the good old days of Earth. You know, the time before humans got here, before we started messing things up, so that, you know, we can alleviate ourselves from the emotional baggage that comes from knowing the the cause and effect of human beings being here on Earth. When really, when you think about the Earth's entire history, the vast majority of the Earth's history, there were no living creatures here. Um, Earth started as a planet of lava. So when you say the good old days of Earth, what are the days you're really longing for when you say you're um, an environmentalist and really I mean it's what it comes down to is you can't accept the fact that we're here and make it a positive thing uh, make it an experience where you're seeking to button your mind and to, to bring about knowledge of the universe and, and what we get to be a part of You can sort of like dwell on feeling bad about you know your own existence when really it's the bare bones of the
0: argument is that uh, you know feeling a little bit guilty that we're here. Yeah, I totally agree with everything you said there. And and I want to talk about Brent's comment. It seems like a lot of work. I think that's a good thing. You don't want a meaning of life where you just solve it in two days and you're like, oh, I'm done. Nothing to do now. (laughs) You want it to be really fucking hard and take generations. And, like, the other thing is that you want everybody to be able to participate, even, like, dumb people. So, like, if we made it as a goal... We want to try to – first of all, we need to to try to understand better on what suffering is and how the mind works, what pleasure is, what suffering is, and like how certain animals suffer, how they don't suffer. So it will involve like a lot of people just going out in rowboats and just watching animals to see how they live and gather samples of things and like – I mean anybody can do stuff like that. And then it's like genetic (laughs) –
1: Why we have to be on the hook for, like, suffering that nature causes to the rest of nature.
0: I don't say we're on the hook. It's just, it's something we're going to solve because we want to, because it makes us, gives us a sense of purpose and happiness to make things better for other animals. Not that we're obligated to do it. I don't know if that's what you were trying to say. And then I want to talk a little bit about, like, specific little ideas on, like, what to do. Like, if you think about what a predator is, a predator will usually, like a a lion, they look for, like, the baby or the old gazelle, like the one that's easiest to catch. Like, if we could genetically modify it to either the lion or the gazelle to make the lion only want to eat the old gazelles and not the baby gazelles, then we could... Genetically modify gazelles to not live in fear of lions their whole life. They don't need to be like things that are preyed upon like squirrels. They're just scared all the fucking time. They're really jumpy. If we, um, so yeah, we wouldn't have to like make all the animals vegans, which wouldn't work. We would just have to make them, they would still eat the same amount of meat, but they would just have the patience to pick the elderly prey instead of... So there was no incentive for them to do the moral thing and wait a little longer to find the elderly gazelle than the baby gazelle, so they didn't. So all we need to do is... The moral
1: thing is, the moral thing is killing the old?
0: Yeah, and maybe even like...
1: Okay, as long as we're in agreement on that. What? I said as long as we're in agreement.
0: But yeah, so stuff like that, genetic manipulation of the core of how a species acts just little tweaks here or there could make a big difference and then like so i have a list of like silly things and you if you have a little idea you'll see where i'm going with this you could have drones like roam like mountain ranges and so like if a goat or like a animal falls off the cliff it could like swoop down and catch them before they hit the ground you could modify cats to n- no longer have barbed penises that are harmful for female cats. Uh, I already talked about making animals like art. You could give some animals... Yeah, the the art thing, I mean, it, it wouldn't make sense to... You could make a, a an ape enjoy art, or a dolphin enjoy art. Uh, We've already heard those things, I
2: think.
1: I haven't taught. Australia.
2: And animals eight actually three. have taste by genre. Like maybe dolphins would be you know more into that Caribbean style music, or maybe dolphins are really into hip hop lately.
0: But what if there's like an equivalent of art that dolphins experience, something to do with the ocean, and like we could breed that into humans, so it'd be like a dolphin's art, but bred into the human DNA. So it's like a whole new sensation of pleasure that we don't have just added to our DNA so it could go both ways once we sort of learn how everything works in the brain and the bodies of animals
1: what if we get the dolphins to make paintings and stuff and it turns out that their art is really dark and violent and fucked up
0: (laughs) it's all just dolphin rape art
1: yeah (laughs) yeah and
2: the misogyny really in the dolphin community
1: it really needs to be addressed. I think the dolphins are deeply sexist. I think we can all agree.
0: But then, yeah, th- that's step one is you create the art. Step two is then then you solve that eventually. So it's like <laughs> a balance of... I'm going to retrain the dolphins. Yeah, what do so, you do when it's ants? Well, ants, like, you wouldn't teach them to enjoy art, but you might be able to um, change, like, so there's not, like, slave ants and queen ants, like... You might be able to modify how stuff works in the ant to make ant life better. I mean, uh, things sort of make sense. You wouldn't want to give an I, ant a love of art if it's going to be underground and not seeing anything anyway. It would just long for something that it can't have. <laughs> I so. just love the fact that I would say you're probably the first social justice warrior
2: to take up the bus for ants. <laughs>
0: I don't think I've ever been called you, a social justice warrior before. You're on the ship of this beer, my friend. Okay. And yeah, so you could like... We could have people like save animals from freezing to death, stuff like that. And then... Oh, this is a dumb one. When you're sick, it could be pleasurable to be murdered. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty dark. It's like Brent-level dark. Yeah. I actually wondered what you were thinking about that. I mean,
2: because some people have dried... I think
0: that's to have the least thing of, of NXS die. Oh, like autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, people take, like, LSD now when they're terminally ill, so kind of like that. But you could, like, oh, build yeah. that in, like, going out, not suffering. Like, I would say uh, the rest of the
1: nation's drug laws should not apply to the terminally
0: ill. Yeah, I, I totally agree uh, with that. I don't
1: know, your solution's starting to sound like mine, except mine is just <laughs> for people. <laughs> And then we let the in the cast deal with uh, what's left. I don't um, think we're morally obligated to do anything about them.
0: Yeah, again, I don't mm. see moral obligations. I, I just see this is a, a good thing to strive for as a life form. That there's lots of shit for people of all types of education levels to do. They can save individual things from freezing to death and collect samples of things. And then the scientists can do, like, big things and...
1: I don't know, I think you're culturally imperializing our values on the dolphins and ants.
0: Our values of, like, (laughs) not living in fear and suffering and getting chewed on as a baby gazelle.
1: Yeah, you you don't know. I don't know.
0: I think we can safely (laughs) find some objective morality. Like, it's better to not be chewed as a baby than to be chewed as a baby. I think you're on something by really...
2: I mean, what we are really saying is we should be focusing more on the things that we all agree on instead of constantly talking about all the things that separate us. The only time you can ever really work together with somebody of a new age is when you can start talking about the things you actually
0: agree on. I'm going to cut you off. That was a good end line sure. for the podcast.